All around the world, people are floundering. There's something missing, something more that they just can't grasp. Do you feel it too? Welcome to the Higher Purpose Podcast. Every week, host Kevin Monroe will help you navigate to your true north and flourish in faith, business, and life. You found us for a reason. Stay tuned to find out why. You're listening to the Higher Purpose Podcast. This is episode 24, and I'm your host, Kevin Monroe. I'm a guide to help you on your journey to live, work, and serve on purpose. Hey, it's 2018. Welcome to what was once your future. At this very moment is your present. And before you finish listening to this episode, will become part of your past. Whoa, hey, I'm not trying to to wax philosophical on you, but it's true. It wasn't that long ago that the year 2018 seemed so far away. Some of you are old enough to remember when 2020 seemed absolutely futuristic and the stuff of science fiction. And here, it's now less than two years away. So why am I starting this episode of the podcast like this? Hey, I was wondering that myself. But let's dial it in because there is a reason for starting this way. If you're listening close to the release date, a new year has just begun. Actually, this episode is released on January 9th, 2018. Some of you find yourself in familiar circumstances or situations. You've been here before. You know what I mean. It's the beginning of a new year, and perhaps this is not the first time you've said, this is the year I will fill in the blank, whatever that has been for you. This is my year. Now is my time. You've got a dream, and this is the year you're taking action on that dream to see it become reality. Hey, if that's you, you're in a good place. I want to inspire and encourage you to take action on that dream, and let's see as you take action that that dream becomes reality. It comes to pass. As you're listening, please Realize that while I don't know everything about you, your situation or your circumstances, I am very familiar with sitting at the start of a new year and hoping that things are going to be different. Let me put it out there like this. I also know what it's like to get stuck there and when the next year rolls around to be looking around and realize you don't feel you made the progress you had hoped to make in the preceding year. My friend, I've been there, done that more times than I care to count. So while you may be tempted to believe that you are in the same situation and the same circumstances as you have been before, I no longer believe that. It may be very similar and look familiar, but you are not at the exact place you were before. Things have changed. You have changed. As my friend Dr. Rick Rigsby covered in in a podcast episode we had not that long ago, circumstances never leave you the same. They change you. If you believe this is your year and now is your time, I invite you to lean in and listen up. I want to share eight insights that I believe will help you jumpstart your journey to live, work, lead, and serve with greater purpose. Discovering your purpose is not nearly as mysterious as some people want to make it out to be. Hey, I believe that your life is filled with clues. And if you follow the clues, you'll find the treasure, your purpose treasure. 
And I want to remind you that discovering your purpose is the door. It's not the destination. You know, I've, I've talked with some people who who seem to believe that the discovery of it is the end of the quest. Once you discover what you believe your purpose is, it's time to get busy living, living it out day after day. So please hear me when I say that these are not one-time activities, and this is not a one-time exercise. These are practices you, parenthetically, and me need to come back to and keep coming back to again and again. So here's the first one. Listen to your life. Your life speaks. It speaks to you. It speaks to others. This phrase, listen to your life, draws from an old saying that originated with Quakers. Let your life speak. The question is not whether or not your life is speaking, because I assure you, it is. The question is, are you listening? Are you attentive to what your life has to say? I love this from Parker Palmer in his book, Let Your Life Speak. And I quote, before you tell your life what you intend to do with it, listen for what it intends to do with you. Before you tell your life what truths and values you have decided to live up to, let your life tell you what truths you embody, what values you represent. What is the story of your life? And how does it, your story, inform and influence your purpose? Hey, I assure you that it does. The path you've traveled to this point in life, the path you'll continue to travel from this point, is uniquely yours. No one else has traveled your exact path, even if you have an identical twin. They have not traveled your exact path. They've not shared your exact experiences, fought your exact faults, and learned your life lessons. All of those, each of those is unique to you, you alone. So take time to listen to your life. Mind the gold you have to share. And when I use the word gold, I use that intentionally. Realize there is a refining process required before the gold shines its brightest. Hey, in the show notes, we've included access to a tool to help you do this. It's a mapping your life journey. It includes mapping the highs and lows, low moments of your life. I suggest that you mark your three types of moments in your life, your defining moments, those moments that set you on a course or, or really kind of locked in that course, a defining moment, a refining moment where something changed and something changed in your circumstances, your situation, and it changed you. And then there's this other set of moments I encourage you to look at. Those are your confining moments. And I believe each of us have had some kind of confining moment, a moment that seeks to keep you, keep me in a box. When you do this, when you map your life journey, highlighting your defining moments, refining moments, and confining moments, you have a high-level view of your life. And one of the things you realize is that much of your greatest learning, much of my greatest learning is inextricably linked to the low points along the way. A mentor of mine taught that we comfort others with the comfort we ourselves received in those low points along the way. So that's number one, listen to your life. Number two, connect or reconnect to your core. 
As you listen to your life, you discover truths and values that are of utmost primary importance to you. Let me remind you that these are uniquely yours as well. It's not to say that others may or may not share some or all of your values, but you need to know what matters most to you at your core and be sure that you are giving full expression to those values. Living a life of purpose means living congruent with what matters most to you, not somebody else. Being congruent with what matters most to you. Number three, embracing your gifts, talents, and abilities. And yes, let me assure you, you have gifts, talents, and abilities. If you've ever struggled with that or are struggling with that now, be sure and listen to the episode with Tom Winninger. He helped me understand gifting better than anyone else has. And Tom believes, as do I, that every person on the planet, including you, is uniquely gifted with at least one gift, something that is God-given. And when you combine that with your Uh, journey, your experience, your perspective, all of a sudden it becomes very unique. So to embrace your gifts, talents, and abilities, you must first identify them. Recently, we found a new assessment we include in our paid programs. And it's three assessments in one. It helps you identify your gifts, your personality, and your learning style. And when you Combine these three insights together, you understand or begin to understand and appreciate at a higher level your gifts, talents, and abilities, how you are wired. And I assure you, let me assure you that your purpose is intricately linked, connected to your gifts, talents, and abilities. Somehow, some of us have been taught along the way that, that our purpose, our calling, is that thing we want least to do, the thing that we are least qualified to do. Folks, I don't believe that. I believe you have the gifts, talents, and abilities you have, and that your purpose is the highest form expression of your gifts, talents, and abilities. So once you're armed with this understanding about you, you look around to discover, here's the fourth thing. Who are the people? Where's the place? Or what is the issue that touches you most deeply and tugs on your heartstrings? Now, see, I believe that along the way, you you have encountered a place, and when I say place, it may be an exact geographic location, a zip code even, as small as a zip code. Hey, this is the area that I'm called to. I've met plenty of people that are called to a community in some distant part of the world, be it India, Africa, South America, and they feel that their purpose is served out there in that community or with those people. And those people, when we say people, who are the people you're called to? These can be very specific people. I remember interviewing my friend Sanford Coggins when we were talking about the, uh, for the Navigating North Summit, and Sanford feels his people group is specifically fathers. That's a people group for him. Your people group could be people that have struggled with issues you've encountered along your way. Like I have a soft spot for people that are dealing with mental health issues or substance abuse issues because substance abuse has touched our family in a very deep personal way. So those are things that that get you to, to the uh, people, the place, or the issue that's near and dear your heart. So you, you learn these four things, and then all of a sudden the fifth thing along the way is you step back and you look to see where do these intersect. 
that that there is a spot, uh, your sweet spot, is where all of these intersect. And that, that may be a very big, broad area for you, or it may be, you know, pretty small. But that is the place where you find purpose, or, you know, back to the philosophical element here, maybe purpose finds you when you get to that spot. The Japanese call it ikigai. And, and there's some cool diagrams that the Japanese use that help you find that purpose, that sweet spot, your why. The French, they call it the raison d'etre. Uh, you know, purpose is a sweet spot. It's where you come alive and where you feel most alive. Theologian Frederick Beekner described it as the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. So as you begin to gain clarity around your purpose, you begin seeing things through a different lens. And this leads me to share a couple of other insights about the journey to purpose. So as all of this comes together, I believe that the, the sixth thing I would recommend uh, as you jumpstart your journey, it is of extreme importance that you begin to define success for the first time or redefine success if you've been working with a definition given you by someone else. And by corollary, you also uh, find it valuable to define or redefine failure, success and failure. So unless or until you stop to define or redefine success, you'll probably be using your current definition, and you may find that that definition is out of step with your new understanding of purpose. So let me assure you, you are operating with a definition of success, with some understanding of what it means to succeed in life or to be a failure in a project or life. Most likely, it's someone else's definition of success because that's how a lot of us, it was just handed down to us through uh, work, through mentors, through family, whatever. There's this definition of success. And what I found that was really uncomfortable for me for years when I was in this corporate job in a sales career, and we'd have all of these goal-setting uh, sessions and they were all out of step because they were not built on my set of values, what were in, what were congruent to me, but they were incongruent with what I held most deeply. It, it reminds me of what Jackie Bruton shared recently in episode 21. Success, this is what Jackie said, success is when you create value for yourself. Significance is when you create value for others. Jackie wanted a life of significance, and that led her to make dramatic changes in her life and how she measured her life. For me, success includes being respected most by those who know me best. That's my family. And it also means having ample time for my family, for friends. And for me, success is also more intricately connected to impact than income. So it's about impacting others in a positive way, making a positive contribution in the world, for the world, leaving the world better than I found it. That's how I define success. So let me ask you, what is your definition of success? So you really need to invest time to define or redefine it. Otherwise, it will be a perpetual source of anxiety and conflict for you. You may find yourself, uh, you know, toiling away towards goals that really don't matter. And then on the flip side, you, it's, it's just critical to define or redefine failure. Recently, I was asked, 
in an interview, what's that one thing you'd go back and tell your 21-year-old self? And instantly, here's what popped for me. Failure is not what you think it is. Failure is not how you've come to learn it or understand it. Don't let failure stop you or what you perceive as a failure to stop you. I love what I learned from Craig Juntinen in our Navigating North Summit conversation. He said, when you're pursuing something big, something audacious, something noble, there is no such thing as failure. There are only setbacks. You know, I've worked with people, had encounters, conversations with people for whom this one exercise, the redefinition of failure, has been the breakthrough they needed to liberate them to live, work, and serve on purpose. You see, they were being held captive by an understanding of failure that prevented them from attempting anything new unless their success was guaranteed. Now, folks, I don't know about you, but I've never met a risk that that the outcome was guaranteed. So anything noble has the opportunity to not turn out the way you expect it. So don't let a fear of failure Freeze, paralyze you from moving forward. Number seven, uh, be careful who you let speak into your life. Now, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to do my best to be careful here how I communicate this because I want to communicate carefully and I hope you'll hear what I say and, and that you won't misunderstand. You see, you and I live in a world full of experts where anyone can claim to be an expert, where they truly have any expertise or not. That doesn't prevent anyone from claiming to be an expert. We live in what is now called the experience economy. And there's an awesome book. Uh, the Experience Economy is the name of the book. Authors Jim Gilmore and Joe Pine, B. Joseph Pine to be exact, see that we have now entered the highest level of economic offering. It's the transformation economy. So they, they monitored you know, the, the progression of economies. We used to have the agrarian economy, then the industrial economy, then the knowledge economy, the service economy. Now the experience economy and then the transformation economy. So let me read you this quote from the book. Goods transform buyers into users of those goods for ill or for gain. Services transform clients into recipients of those services, whether debasing or edifying. Experiences transform guests into participants in the encounter, whether the long-term effects are deleterious or therapeutic. And transformations turn aspirants into air quotes, a new you, with all the ethical, philosophical, and religious implications that phrase the new you implies, end of quote. So the question is, who are you entrusting your transformation to? If you are somehow in a journey of transformation, it's really important to understand the perspective, the the, the philosophical underpinnings, the worldview of the person guiding your transformation. Do they share a passion for purpose or is their sole goal to generate profit? Here's another quote. In the, in the transformation economy, aspirants will entrust their futures only to those with whom they share a common worldview. The transformation elicitor must embrace a context for change, the values the business enterprise seeks to promote, leading eventually to companies that practice worldview segmentation. Isn't that interesting? 
that that now more than ever consumers participants are wanting to know about the beliefs and values of the company from whom they are engaging and in whom they are exchanging um, monies for goods services experiences transformation so in the transformation economy, the people guiding your transformation, they're traveling to a destination and they're taking you with them. So you really got to know, are they heading in the same direction you want to travel? And do you share their values or do they share your values? Well, you know, the values matter. So here's kind of a test. And I've had to use this a lot. If I feel like I need to shower after an encounter with someone, after I've, I've listened to one of their videos or after I've read their email, then perhaps I need to unsubscribe from their list or maybe I need to unenroll from their program. And folks, I've done that before. So I'm not suggesting that you adopt a stance of arrogance and become unwilling to learn from others. This is what I was talking about. I want to make sure you don't misunderstand. However, I am suggesting that you limit the access others have in your life. Unless you do, you may feel like you're in a pinball machine being catapulted all over the place and and just going hither and yon. So be careful who you allow in your life as a trusted advisor and make sure they have your best interest at heart. This may require that you monitor your social media sources and who shows up in your feed. Now, isn't it interesting that we even call it a feed? After all, they are feeding you. If you don't like what you're eating, change your diet. And the last thing I'm going to share uh, in this list today is to hold it loosely. Hold it loosely. Hold it. Your understanding of your purpose. Hold it loosely because it will change. You know, I've come to believe that you don't own purpose. We don't own purpose. We steward it. Purpose is something that's entrusted to us. And when you steward something, you hold it loosely with palms up and open, not closed-fisted. So however you think it's going to look a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, be prepared for it to change because it will change. And you know what? That's okay. It will evolve and unfold. You know, as Jackie Bruton shared in her uh, profile of Purpose discussion, she saw herself starting a nonprofit to serve her purpose. She's 16 years in, I believe, and has yet to give birth to that nonprofit. She spent the first year really trying to work on that, and along the way discovered there were others already doing what she was wanting to do, and it made more sense to join them than start fresh in her own venture. So it will not look like you think it will look, and that's okay. There'll be new iterations, and all of that is just part of the journey as it unfolds. Oh, there's so much more I want to share, but I don't want to overwhelm you or overload you today. So I'm going to save the rest of it for another time, other episodes. What I do want to do right now is to encourage you in your desire, your quest to live, work, and serve with purpose. And I want to just remind you, you are on the journey. I've had conversations with people who who just aren't even sure if they're on the journey. So I want to say it like this. You cannot listen this long to an episode talking about these types of issues and not be on the journey. You are awakened. You are in the pursuit. Otherwise, you would have checked out and stopped listening a long time ago. So as part of that encouragement, if you're looking to accelerate your progress on the journey to live, work, and serve on purpose, 
Now might be your time to join our next Jumpstart session. Jumpstart Your Journey is six weeks of guided small group conversations, activities, exercises, all designed to help you process everything that we've discussed in this episode and even more. You can learn more at kevindemonroe.com slash jumpstart. Hey, I'd love to have discussions with you and however you proceed on the journey going forward, I want to encourage you to just pursue it passionately pursue it. As I've said before, the world is a better place when more people are passionately pursuing purpose, and you are one of those. The world needs you. The world needs you passionately pursuing your purpose. Remember, you are meant for more. Don't dare settle for less. Until next time, this is your guide, Kevin Monroe. Remember, purpose thrives in community and dies in isolation. If you're ready to jumpstart your journey to purpose, now might be the time to join our program. Spend time with others who are navigating north toward their purpose and together make 2018 a year to remember. Go to kevindemonroe.com slash jumpstart. That's kevindemonroe.com slash jumpstart.